Welcome to Corestruction, a show about the missions, activities, and employees of the Tulsa District U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. I'm your host, Brandon Parrish. Back in 2014, a recreation planner named Jason Knight arrived on the scene in Tulsa District. Jason came to us from the Mobile District. A former park ranger from the Lake Altoona Project Office in Cartersville, Georgia, Jason began looking for areas to improve business processes here at the Tulsa District. By 2016, Jason hosted the first season of the Tulsa District's innovation team and has watched the initiative go from a district team to a division team, now to a national program, with 22 districts and 52 team members represented. Jason Knight is joining us today to talk about Innovations Program and how that program's going now. Welcome, Jason. Hey there. Thank you for having me. So, um, gosh, man, it's been... You're on season six of the innovations team now, right? It's flying by. It, it's flying by. Yeah, it, it's flying by. It's uh, it's 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 been a good it's been a good six seasons. Yeah, you guys have have done a lot of things. So, uh, that first season in 2016, I remember we had a meeting down at what was a Lake Texoma. That was the first iteration or the first season, or was that second season? Maybe it was. No, that was, that was the first season. You get that was the first right. season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and. Now, I mean, it's just grown. You've got a partnership with, with partnership, multiple partnerships now, right? And, Absolutely. Um, you've really, really done a lot of work. So to start, tell us all about what the innovations team is. Give us a, a breakdown on that and what you guys try to accomplish. Okay. No, it, it all started with really a need that we saw in the field, Um I know personally, I would go out and uh, hang out with the park rangers, you know, because I'm first and foremost a outdoor recreation planner, a natural resource specialist. That's why <coughs> I came to Tulsa District uh, for for that job. And uh, so, you know, in that job, I get to hang out with park rangers to show them how to do certain programs. Uh, one of them is metering, um, showing them how to do meters, how to do our systems. Uh, whatnot, and, you know, various different programs. And connecting with these guys and riding around with these guys, you know, they would they would start opening up to me and then talking to me. And when they did that, I would notice that they had a lot of, a lot of cool ideas. Now, obviously, some of the ideas were kind of far-fetched and, you know, out there. But, I you know, I turned to myself. And I was like, you know what? These guys have a lot of great ideas. And it wasn't just one particular area. Um, I would go to all parts of the Tulsa District, which include Kansas, Oklahoma, and Texas. And it was pretty much the same. I pretty much got the same response everywhere I went. It was, you know, I would ask, hey, why haven't we capitalized off this? Or, hey, what, what's your next step in this idea? And I would always get the same, I'd get the same responses everywhere I go. It was, it was crazy. Uh, they would say that there was no money, no resources, and because of that, management said we didn't have time to invest in it, so we're just going to uh, put it to the side. So I looked into that, and since we were having such a repetition of that, or it seemed like we were at the time, uh, I had this idea of, you know, what if we create an innovations team to apply resources and manpower to some of these great ideas and uh, come up with something that we can do as a district to solve this problem. So I came back to the district office. I talked to uh, Ken Dunlop, who was my rec chief back then, and he loved the idea. 
Um, so we kind of sat down and hashed out, you know, the nuts and bolts of what would eventually become the innovations team. Um, with the team, uh, obviously, we had to figure out how it was going to work, uh, who was going to be on it, exactly what we were going to do. So the mission of the team never has changed. It's always been to seek out and find those great ideas in the field and apply resources and manpower to them. And then to get those that idea into a prototype phase, uh, prototype yeah, phase, to see what it tastes like, touches like, smells like, whatever. It's a physical product right in front of your face that you can see. Because <clears throat> in my experience with, uh, with management, and I think this goes for Army, any agency, uh, private sector, whoever, whoever's making the decisions, it's going to be a whole lot easier for them to say yes if you have a tangible product instead of just going and asking permission or pitching an idea on paper. Nine times out of ten, they're going to default to no. So we really wanted to make this team uh, a yes team and an innovations team. So we start off that way. We came up with an innovation season because what we're going to have on our innovations team, we're probably going to be all park rangers because that's mainly who we were targeting. But not just park rangers. We also were going to have uh, uh, environmental specialists, uh, maybe some maintenance folks, maybe some admin folks, maybe some uh, uh, lake managers, you name it. Um, we're going to have It's going to be a field-driven team. So um, we... we uh, Decided, you know, since recreation season is so hectic, uh, we couldn't really do anything during that time. So we decided, okay, it stops getting crazy in the rec season, probably around September, October, and then it picks right back up, um, especially in May. Um, so we decided, you know, why don't we make an innovation season from September, October to, to uh, May? And we're like, all right, that's, that sounds cool. Let's do that. And then we decide, let's make this team uh, in, not uh, exclusive, but um, ex inclusive. Uh, we're going to uh, invite everybody in the Tulsa district. So we decided to come up with a summit, which would be our kickoff meeting in September. Uh, I think we had one in October, but majority have been in September. And we would invite everybody who has an innovative idea you can either give it to a team member who's on our team, or you can bring it to the to the summit yourself, pitch it, and our team would actually vote on what uh, innovation they thought they could get accomplished. Because the goal, the new goal of this team was going to be you had to get a tangible prototype done before May 1st. Because when it turns to May 1st, we want to take that prototype, and if management sees potential in it, we want to pilot it in the field to see uh, how it does. So we have our summit. Um, of course, that's the collection of ideas. Um, we then came up with, you know, we, we needed more time to work on these innovations than one week uh, coming together. So we decided, okay, two more weeks, we'll probably get it done. So we decided to have a workshop number two in January. And the January workshop is the one you're thinking about with Texoma. But that was that's that was the one and only time we had a 
January workshop not hosted by a partner is the one you're thinking about, which is pretty significant. Yeah, in season two, uh, jumping ahead a little bit, uh, we we started getting partners because we decided, well, we didn't decide, we realized you can't partner, I mean, you can't have innovations without partnerships. You just can't. We can't, we just, with a zero budget team, you can't, you can't create you can't create prototypes in house or most of them. We could some some, but you really need to depend on partners. You really needed that extra help. So we went out and got our partners. Uh, Southwestern Oklahoma State University School of Business and Technology. They were actually looking for projects. We didn't know it at the time. We just kind of sent out uh, requests to multiple universities. But we uh, we got a ping back from Southwestern, and uh, Miss Karen Sweeney, uh, Professor Karen Sweeney over there, uh, she really wanted to work with us. So they've, they've uh, become such a great partner with us over the years, and we started out you know just with one innovation, giving their students to work on. To now we we give them anywhere from goodness three to eight innovations at one time. So the 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 <clears throat> the, the projects that you give to to uh, Swazoo yeah, or Southwestern you know, yeah. Oklahoma State University in Weatherford, Weatherford right? Oklahoma. in Weatherford Oklahoma, the projects you give to them, a lot of that is coding and app development type oh, pretty things. Much all coding. We have yeah. we've given them virtual reality, we've given them augment with two different sets of augmented reality. Um, when they're even working on holograms for us, they've coded websites, they've built apps, they've, uh, um, well, actually they've built a lot of apps for us. Uh, that, that's a very popular one. And, you know, just the amazement and the passion these kids have, and it grows every season. Uh, Swazu started at just giving us a spring semester. You know, every spring we'd go, and uh, present our ideas to them, and they'd host our our uh, our innovations uh, workshop number two, just like they're going to here in a couple of weeks. And they the the university grew so much because they didn't have to go hunt for their own projects. They had cool stuff coming to them that they actually increased enrollment enough to add a fall class. Right. So now we have a spring and a fall class. The fall class is a little smaller than the spring class, but they are continually year-round giving us IT support for pretty much any innovation we think we can't handle in-house. Um, it's an amazing partnership. And just to see these kids are information and um, IT. Yeah. No, they're information security students. Okay. <clears throat> they're not immersive learning or right. AR or VR. This is not what they do. They actually are going out on their own, learning how to do these specialties. Right. In the four months that we give them <laughs> during these two semesters, and they are creating products for us. It is amazing. Um, so, so they you you throw an idea out there and you say, "Hey, this is what we'd like to see." Yes. And they figure out. How to accomplishment? How to accomplish it? All the coding or whatever they have to do to to create it. How to make it work? And, Absolutely. And and I mean, and it, it benefits them, right? Too. It does. I'll give you a really good example because we had a really good example this last time. 
I actually pitched an idea for augmented reality on a TV screen, live feed. And I have no clue how to do that. I have no clue. I saw it in a museum somewhere where, you know, I had this vision. I, there, there's a museum somewhere where it's a live feed. And when you go up inside the feed, it puts an animal hat on you. Right. And you can't get it off. It's really cool. Kids loved it. My kids loved it when we saw it. So I kind of I thought, you know, why don't we do all water safety? We'll uh, have the same life feed, and they'll put a life jacket on it, and you can't get the life jacket off. So I put together what could be the worst presentation you have ever seen. These, I swear these kids were looking at me like I was a three-headed alien. <laughs> it was fantastic, me pitching this thing. But you know what? Four of them picked it up. They picked it up. And by the end of the semester, I didn't, I didn't get a full product with exactly what I wanted. But by goodness, they figured out the technology behind it to overlay a a life jacket on top of a torso where we can at least have a water safety mirror in our visitor center so that I have a screen that one person can walk up to one, t- one at a time and it puts it on. And you can't get it off. You can go, you know, do <laughs> silly stuff and all that good stuff. But, uh, and then I got assurances that from the same team, there are two kids who are going to be with us next year and they, <laughs> He comes to me during the presentation, and he's like, we're going to continue this the next year. You're going to get what you want. Just give me, give me to the end of the spring semester. I'm like, okay, I'm going to represent it this spring, and I hope to see you on that team, and hopefully you can carry it forward. Man, just the passion that he had and these guys had. It was a huge victory for them because they figured out something that was really difficult. I mean, yeah. really difficult. I don't, I'm not even going to pretend to try to figure out how they did it and the coding that was behind it. Right. But and that's, did. you know, the the interesting thing about that, too, is it's not your traditional classroom-style learning thing. It's like they literally are are doing a hands-on project that, that they investigate, they look into. They're learning They're learning in a way that, I mean— it's it's like Sherlock Holmesian type, you know. They're really having to look at the, this technology and, and break it down and figure out how do we make this thing work? How does how does it happen? And, Absolutely. And they're probably going to retain it a lot better because of that. Oh, I'm sure they will. <clears throat> yeah, but I mean, you know, these kids they get to work with us. I mean, we I had I had a three person team. Um, our innovations team, we had a three-person sub-team who was working with them. They connected via WebEx every two weeks. They get to work with us all through the semester. And, you know, at the end of the semester when they present the stuff back to us and we get a product, you know, uh, we give them a letter of reference. But, I mean, you know, and a pat on the back and some cool water safety stuff, I mean, it's it's just it's so crazy just to see how passionate they get. With this stuff, it's so it's so um, it's so exciting for us. It fuels us when we see these guys getting so passionate about what we're pitching to them. And I think there's not many students who come through that program anymore who go hunt for their own stuff. They're sitting there waiting to see what we're going to bring to the table. So I'm gonna I'm gonna 
give you an idea, I think, for the next one and try, try to have you have, Why? Them, have them come up with it. It's always open to everybody. Let's, let's see if we can get yeah. them to redo a audit editing programs. <laughs> there you go. Audio editing programs. You, um, you never know what these guys can do. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's our, you know, our second, our second meeting revolves all around partners. And our third meeting in April is, all right, guys, we gotta have a pilot location and we gotta have a product fast. The whole the whole last week that we spend somewhere in the in you say it's at a lake somewhere, whoever volunteers to host, it is a mad dash to the finish line. And it's kind of a crazy week. No more students to help, no more no more I can I, I need more time. It's rubber has met the road. It's it's time to have something we can touch, taste, and smell. And, you know, it. we almost always hit, well, I'm not going to say we, my guys on my team and these sub-teams almost always hit the mark. We almost always have. There's a couple of times we've had to table stuff, mainly because not we, that we couldn't do it. It's just that we had competing things in other, in other parts of the country. And you've had some turnover on your teams too, right? Oh, we've had some yeah. turnover too. Right. That's true. We've had a lot of promotions. <clears throat> um, obviously, this team... You know, when we opened it up in season three to not just Tulsa, but to everybody, you know, those first four districts who came on and made us five, uh, we got some really good people. And ever since then, uh, from season three, four, five, and now six, and we're up to 22 districts, and we went from 20 people to 50-something people. Yeah, I mean, these districts aren't just sending people they're sending their innovative people i mean this is really good people and it's not shocking to see that these guys are getting steady promoted and you know when you go from park ranger to manager all of a sudden you really don't have the time to work on innovations yeah. so i lose a lot of guys like that and it hurts it does and but. you know you know one of the dangers too of like and i'm sure a lot of your your people are they're newer a lot of the, you know, when you first come into an organization, you can see things. You haven't been, quote unquote, institutionalized by the organization. Um, so you, you you have fresh eyes and you're like, why are we doing this this way? This is so, like, and, and, and maybe there was a good reason for it. Maybe there was initially. But then, you know, you're like, well, but the technology's different now. We don't need to be putting money in, in metal boxes anymore. We can... You know, we've we've got the ability now to accept credit cards. You know, we can do these different things, and that's that's talk about some of the things you've you your your team has done has implemented since the innovations teams. Some of the more popular things actually are related to what you just said. Fees. Um, we came up with uh, self service camping. Um, that was one of our first things, uh, where essentially you go to your own. Uh, Basically, you pick out your own campsite, you scan with a QR code, and you fill out the reservation information there, and you got the site. While you're at the site, you can also, if you really like it, scan the QR code, and you can book it for other weekends and dates further down the road. You don't have to stop at the gatehouse. You don't have to back the line up. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to have interaction. You don't have to touch money. You don't have to do anything. It's touch less all the way around, and that's been highly popular. Um, we also had uh, how many how many lake offices have or or parks have we put that into now that now that I would say using our system 
and Tulsa probably oh probably thirty or forty. It's very popular with the thirty or forty parks. It's very very popular with the non class A's, oh. um, and then some class A's <clears throat> they do it. Um, RS one has come out with after we did ours. RS one came out with uh, a similar product, mm-hmm. and you know. We're kind of pushing people to go that way now instead of using ours because, you know, we're not, again, we're not a product team. We're a prototype team. So if RS1 or somebody else who has more resources and has deeper pockets than us and with, of course, a $0 budget, everybody's got deeper pockets than us. <laughs> but, you know, if, if, if they can do it, they can take that idea and do it better. Let them. They're all, all for it. So yeah, we're pushing folks to to go that route. In the same way with the uh, um, the days fees, we found a way through uh, uh, Pay.gov to uh, do days fees, where you basically go into a park and you scan a QR code. You pay for whatever activities you want, be boat boat launch. Uh, um, whatever, a shelter rental, whatever you have. And uh, you pay right there off the signage and you put in your license plate number and you're done. You, again, don't have to run into any park attendants. You don't have to run into any uh, core personnel. Now, core personnel will come check. Right. And it's a pretty cool, it's a pretty cool, um, it's, it's, a, it's a very cool way of doing things because Pay.gov actually makes the app for us for free. It makes the form for the public for free. And they also take care of all the transaction fees. So we're, we're, we're doing days for free on our side. And the public is not having to pay for their side except for the fees. And it's just... I, I never, I didn't think we could ever get any better than that. <laughs> it's hard you know, to beat that. And top can, that. Can you, your experience as a park ranger who's had to go to collection boxes and pick yes. up money and deal with that problem, can you explain just how big of a deal that is, and especially for park rangers who have to go to those boxes, account for that, that money? Can you talk about that? Absolutely, yes. It was, <clears throat> it was really more of a burden than people thought on on our workforce uh as stipulations go i mean you're supposed to spend you're supposed to send two rangers you can't do it alone you send two rangers to our honor vaults and you take a day you go to each park and you pull a vault so they're just pulling the vaults all day going pulling vaults at all, all these days areas they take those vaults at the end of the day they put them in a closet and all the vaults are locked which these two guys do not have keys to. They just have keys to the vaults. So it goes into a, to a closet and they shut the door. Okay, so that's two eight-hour employees that you spend all day pulling vaults. It doesn't end there. <laughs> After that, the next day, uh, three more people come out. One person who is your uh, rec fee cashier has a key. They unlock all the vaults. And then you go through and you have to count all the nasty money and other items that have been yeah, other special items that people put in those envelopes 
The, and, the nice uh, little messages to you? Yeah, little med notes, messages, all sorts of... Some people fill it with dirt and put it in there. Yeah. It's, it's no limit to what they put in there. But you have to count all that, and then all three people, or sometimes four people, depends on how large your project is. Um, I mean, it, it could... It could take half a day just for four people. Then again, you have four people's half-day labor just to count money and audit and make sure it's right before they uh, they uh, take it to the bank. And there are other procedures and auditing past that that also requires more uh, labor to to do as well. But I won't I won't get into that. And that but, money goes where? The, the, the money? The, the, the fees that we receive. Oh, it goes back to the Treasury. Yeah, the Department of the Treasury. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, they send all that off. And, you know, all those hours, I mean, you take that process right there and you multiply it by 409 lake offices across the country. Yeah. And those hours. And, you know, you, you'd have <laughs> you'd have honor boxes at just about every site, right? Like every site with yes. like a, a, a fishing or I mean a boat ramp, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, there's a ramp, where there's a facility where we <clears throat> need to, uh, right? Or we're Especially public, to, public to use areas, day use areas. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's one thing when people are coming in where the where there's a a, a gate attendant, right, at like yes. a park like that. But it's another thing when you're just going to like a a day use area and you're having to check those every day, right? Now in heavier places, yes. Yeah. Uh, where I was at Altoona and. In Atlanta, yeah, we would uh, pull those at least uh, once per week. And on holiday weekends, we'd actually have to be very careful and pull it twice a uh, a weekend. Yeah. Because it ever flow. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got, I mean, and I mean, uh, from our perspective, if, I mean, from the core's perspective, honestly, if, if, you know, it gets broken into and stolen, um, it, it's the treasury's money. It's not our money. And, but we we end up having to replace the vault, right? And then you know, then you've got to do reports, the police report stuff, and and turn all that information. It does, in. but really, you know, not 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 accepting cash or not doing the vaults the way we right. do them anymore. I mean, vaults are just target for. For vandalism. Yeah. I mean, they really were. People were using coat hangers to try to get the, the fees out. And, you know, <laughs> we're not hanging cameras up around a fee vault. We don't have the money right. to do that. Yeah. So, I mean, just to get rid of those vaults was such a huge burden relief for, and I'm sure there's some places in the country to do vaults. But at least now that they're, at least now, I know, at least with our team, there are options, management options, where you don't have to do vaults anymore. Right. Um, now, one of our other ones, which is pretty special, is our mobile POS. Uh, and what that and is— What does that stand for, POS? Uh, point of sale. Okay. And basically, that's credit card purchases for annual passes or uh, America the Beautiful passes. And, you know, we'd go to boat shows— with right. and sell those passes, and all we could take was cash. Right. So, at the end of the uh, at the end of uh, Saturday or Sunday, at the end of the boat show night, you might would have a park ranger walking back to his car in the dark with you know four or five thousand dollars worth of cash and the money back. Right. Not a good situation. No. 
No. So we developed Mobile POS, and uh, basically it's just uh, credit card machines. But, you know, it, we couldn't just have any credit card machines. We have to find a way to uh, do it uh, through certain certain right. channels. But we did. We found a way to uh, – we found a path for these mobile PS credit card machines, uh, basically tablets and receipt printers. And that has really helped not only boost our sales at the uh, the – Boat shows because people wanted to use credit card. They yeah, just they, couldn't. Yeah, people people yeah, don't have carry cash, cash hardly anymore, right? Yeah, and uh, you know now they can just do credit card, and it's no risk to either side. Right. You know our, our park rangers can walk <clears> back <throat> to the car in the middle of the night, and if they get attacked, it won't be because they're carrying a bag of cash. Put now, that does away. that does that with that process that that money is automatically gone to the treasury at that mm-hmm. point like so it really and yeah. and with america the beautiful passes based on the lake office typically right that sells them they can actually return that money to the project to assist i believe this way it was originally set up i'm not 100 sure okay if that's the way it is now okay. um I'd, I'd have to yeah i'd have to ask where the money actually goes but eventually in the beginning that is how it was set up are, are we doing any of that mobile pos type stuff with the uh special purpose areas now um like off-road vehicles you know areas. i'm not sure um because that money we, is allowed to go back special purpose right yeah that is allowed to go back to help that project improve recreation yes and that's like one of the very few things because typically any type of fees go up to the treasury yeah and then you have this this one little caveat that or these few caveats that it actually can go back to benefit the project or possibly benefit the yeah, specific, you know. Now, I know they are using some time. I know they're using them now in the visitor centers or the small project offices mm-hmm. at our at our lakes. Um, they've started doing <clears throat> selling them that way. Um, uh, and I think some people may be using it for shoreline management. I'm not 100% sure. Right. But, um, you know, we... You know, as in all these things, I don't know all the applications. We're we're basically developing the technology to conquer the need that we needed, and we yeah. also explore what it can be used for. But honestly, once that gate is open and it's and it's good, and and everybody's on the the right path to using it, I mean, you can go down almost any corridor on a lot of the stuff we we create. What uh. You you all did work with the real estate inventory system, right? Isn't that right? real estate? We designed a RET starter. It never really took off. It's still trying to take off in some places. Uh, RET starter was a system that we were that we did build a web based uh, a web based uh, system that we did we did actually build in house just on the team. Me and James Vincent. And because uh, I'm I'm decent at HTML, and right. he's he was doing really good at getting code too, somehow. But uh, uh, we we developed and and built that one, and it was basically a precursor to Rets. Uh, when you get a we when, when you're going to build a package, this is how you build it. Right. You know, Rets is okay. You got a package. Let's put it on the system and let's process it. Rets starter was going to be this is how you build it. Yeah. Um, for that one, we had Texoma who was involved, but 
they did so many packages, they got so good at it, they didn't need a help, a step-by-step help. Neither did Eufaula. Uh, but a lot of the other smaller lakes, I think we might be bringing it back now, just to help those guys because they just, only do one or two yeah. a couple of months. Well, so. just just so that people understand what, what RETS is, can you tell them about what that is and what like a, why why that system was, why you were looking at trying to, Oh, well, the real estate tracking system, I, uh, you, I'd really ref, rather refer to Abby on it, but because she's the, Abby Jones, she's the uh, she's the point of contact on it for operations. I don't get to, I don't get all the inside But on the innovations but, team, you, you guys yeah. came up with that as a, as a project initially because the, what the Rangers were, it was taking a lot of time for, for smaller offices, right? Yeah. Well, actually, RETS was developed before I got here. Right, of course. Yeah, but the starter, um, the starter pack, right? Starter yeah, system. real estate built that um, in Infopath, and uh, eventually it got moved to uh, the SharePoint with ACIT taking over uh, because it was a good product. Uh, it really was. But it's a real estate tracking system. It takes a real estate package, um, electronically from desk to desk to desk for signatures and through the processing cycle. Okay. Instead of paper flowing through the district, it's electronic. Uh, and it's much easier. Uh, it cuts down review times. And, uh, you know, it's, it's actually becoming pretty popular to, between uh, when, when other districts uh, see what we're doing on it. It's a very good system. The only flaw I saw was uh, what we were doing a red starter and that's a precursor to maybe show people off the packages together because we get so many new guys in the district all the time who you come off the street you're not going to have to put a real estate package together it's something you got to learn mm -hmm. and unless you're at one of the bigger lake offices you don't do it that often right so you know all the stuff that our guys have to remember all the programs especially at the smaller lakes because yeah they don't get the bulk of the they don't get the bulk of the workload but they have to do everything, the gambit of different uh, job duties or responsibilities, they have to remember more. Um, so it's, it's it would be nice if they had a system like Rest Starter where they could just flow through and tell you what you need to do and do it for you. And, and that's that's what you guys worked on is something to basically help. Yeah, that's actually what we that. have. We, right. it's, it's actually a semi-finished product. Um, it was finished back in 2018, but then the forms changed a little bit. We haven't updated uh, the forms. Okay. That's really the only thing that's lacking on it is really converting to the new forms. What other um, initiatives? What are you working on now? What's, what's Oh, the, man, we've got a lot of really cool stuff happening. Um, <clears throat> uh, our top four for this year, the brand new ones, uh, we're working on a core marketplace. And the core marketplace is where, say, you were in Mobile District or Nashville District or whatever district, pick one. And you had a projector. Tulsa District. Okay. Well, you can't pick Tulsa. I'm going to pick Tulsa. But you're in another district. Okay. Uh, I'm, a, I'm an Alabama guy, so I'm going to go with Mobile. Okay. You're in a Mobile District. And you have this projector. You got some money for a new projector for your visitor center. Well, the old one's fine. Nothing wrong with it. It's just outdated technology to you. You could take that down and put it on the marketplace and say, hey, this is something I have spare. Does anybody else need it for our surplus it? Because once you surplus it, it's gone. Yeah. Well, here in Tulsa, I'm build I may be building a visitor center or need a have a need for a projector 
and I'm looking at three to four thousand dollars to get a projector. Well, in the core marketplace, I can just say, "Hey, can I get your projector?" And, and basically, yeah. I pay shipping for it, and we uh, exchange. And uh, you work with logistics to make yes. sure that all that. Well, that's the trick with this innovation is that my team has to figure out the logistics of the logistics. <laughs> I know it sounds like I understand, yeah. but it literally is the logistics process of the logistics uh, group uh, that we're going to work with. Uh, we got to figure out how to build it. We got to figure out uh, how we're going to uh, 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 share it with everybody. Um, yeah. And we got a, a lot of ins and outs on it. So they've already done the research. All of our innovations have been researched and developed and and uh, scoped for policy. So at this point, right now, we're trying to build and and push forward. At least that's where we're supposed to be on the meter. Um, outside of the core marketplace, which I'm, you know, I, I like using used equipment and saving money and and. Yeah. Uh, because I can, I can do a lot of cool stuff with used equipment. Um, outside of that, um, we also have uh, Ranger holograms. Yeah, you heard me, Ranger holograms. <laughs> we are building <laughs> park Ranger holograms for visitor centers where... Oh, is this like going to be like Avena in Mass Effect? Uh, Video game? No, you don't, you don't no. know what I'm talking about. Okay. It's, it's going <laughs> to be I'm a your hologram. Virtual... You walk into a visitor center, you push the welcome button, and a hologram is going to pop up and tell you all about the visitor center. Wow! And then you're going to push another button. Uh, you know the person. More, you know and, the person who works the front desk. Who, yep, that'll be your front desk person. You, no, they're you, gonna they're gonna hear that the entire. Uh, probably, <laughs> probably if if you go with this technology. But of course, it's adaptable. But uh, just to be able to have that technology, and that's. That's something we're going to throw at Swazoo and our newer partners at uh, UC wow. Davis, trying to figure out the best way. So, who, who's your new partner? Uh, UC Davis, uh, University of California Davis. Wow. Our Northwestern uh, representative, uh, Andrew Huddleston, uh, developed a pretty cool partnership with uh, University of California Davis. Uh, we've already talked to the uh, um, to the professor there. And had several conversations. Um, it will be a partnership, but not really a real written out partnership like Swazoo. Uh, basically, you submit packages for their group, but their group, unlike Swazoo, is their students are, uh, their curriculum is AR, VR, immersive learning, and all the the mad tech you see out on the latest latest gadgets and stuff. So getting those guys on board uh, may take us a little further. It just depends. Uh, we'll see. We've submitted six different innovative packages for the spring semester. So we'll see if they jump on any of those. Um, we'll have to see. Uh, it is competitive. So, um, But I have a feeling since we've been working with them and uh, – and they're really interested in what we do that I think they'll at least pick up one of ours. I don't know. We'll have to see. But very excited to see how the outcome of that is and if they pick it up, how advanced this, this might get on so, some of our stuff. So you're 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 sitting here and, and I'm watching you tell tell me about these projects and everything and, and you're having fun. You really are having fun with this. Oh I'm yeah, watching, I totally just enjoy seeing, I mean, it's it, it seems like you're really 
enjoying the process of like just seeing what kind of stuff you can they, you all as a team can come up with and and then oh, yes. seeing watching watching these young people especially like rise to the occasion and, and accomplish what it is you're trying to to accomplish it's all fuel um it fuels my fire to see uh success especially if people using our products our guys getting victories our guys getting awards our universities getting awards the sheer passion you see on those students faces when they do graduation the sheer passion we're going to have uh, just for example next uh, not next week uh in january when we go to swazoo our third day at the conference at the workshop will be our students will come in around 12 o'clock because their class is from 12 to 145-ish, something like that. They will come in. We will pitch five innovative items at them. My guys will be pitching those, and when they get finished pitching, they're going to take a big sign that says what their, you know, like virtual reality or augmented reality screens, and they're going to be holding them in different parts of this 4,000-square-foot room. And at the last presentation ends, I'm hopefully going to get Abby to do this so I can video it. Because I want to video it this year. I missed out in 2000. You're going to uh, watch them line up and see where they go? And no, they don't line up. They're gone. <laughs> like the, We actually had kids during the last presentation. We had a couple of big guys get up, and they were leading off first base. They were, like, taking... They had leadoff wow. steps around they, the horseshoe. They were like they knew where they were going. They were like hungry cattle being let out in the they field. They were. Well, the trick is. Well, the trick is you only have four or five per team slots. Right. So you know what you want. You have to go. Um, and it's not like my guys haven't been recruiting them all week because <laughs> they hang out with us during yeah. our workshop. That's why the Swazi one is so special in January. Uh, the kids can hang out with us. There's a lot of recruiting going on, even though I told them they can't recruit. They recruit anyway. I can't stop them. <laughs> and uh, they're building relationships with these kids. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it is so magical at probably, I'm guessing, around 1.15 when that last one ends. And I let Abby get up there, and she's like, all right, all right hold up. Hold up. We're not done yet. And then she says, all right, guys, you ready? Go. See, last time we didn't have big signs, so they were a little confused, I think, of which way to go. This time we will. It'll be clear <laughs> where you're going to go if you want to be part of this team. This is going to be in January? Yes. And I'm going to film it this time. This time it's going to get it's gonna get filmed. I may have to give me some kind of ladder or something just to be able to see over everything. But it is just so encouraging. I mean... For our team, our sub teams who are already passionate about what they're doing, to see anywhere from four to eight college kids running at them to be part of what they're doing, and they're going to take this technology to the next level for you. It's uh, it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It's a great experience. I, I highly recommend it to everybody. Yeah, and that's a you know, I mean, we, I, we guess we can't we can't tell people that they should they should have their 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 kid who's interested in this techno these techno techno technology initiatives to go to Swazoo or 
or UC Davis, but <laughs> if yeah. you go to those schools, you might end up getting a chance to work on some of these projects. Well, we keep, you know, part of team leadership on the team is try to expand those resources and try to find new partnerships um, to accommodate what all our guys are going to come, come up with at the city summits at the first of the year. I mean, what they come up with... I got to figure out a way to make it happen, and there's got to be resources behind it. There's no clue what our guys are going to come up with and what they're going to vote in. We, you know, we should we should totally uh, we should do one of these uh, podcasts with with Karen and 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 do one with a student. Oh, that'd be great. One of the teams, really, maybe, really would. Maybe we'll go to out there in January and and um, sure. Well, I mean, I can I can set this up, do it in the field, you know, it'd be like a field recording. So it's not it's not difficult. So um, yeah, if, if if Karen's interested, and and I've talked to her before, and I remember like yeah. just listening to her talk about oh she's very listening good. to her talk about how when she came into this yeah. and and she had no idea what it was going to turn into. I mean, it, it's just it's it is pretty impressive, and um, I don't want to take up too much of your time because I know. You get to talking about innovations, and you can go on and on and on. Oh, yeah, we, and we can, can talk all day, especially yeah. about the different. I know you've had like we've had you've had award winners come out of innovations. Yeah, uh, we've had two national award winners. Yeah, uh, Shauna Poland, who's and up in um, Sarah. Where's Sarah, Sarah um, Noel? Yeah, and Sarah Noel. Yep. Uh, irony, Swazu built both their innovations for them. Did they? So Swazu <clears throat> is two for two, winning core national. Awards. Wow. <laughs> wow. Swazi well, is not. just killing it, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Those uh, it's very it's very impressive um to to see what 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 you all have been able to accomplish because I mean I don't know it, it's very easy to just go along and do the same old thing and you say, Oh, oh this is kind of annoying, but you know, whatever, it's the way it is, and it is what it is, and um, just, you know, just punch go, go along to get along, and, and don't <laughs> don't push any buttons. Um, but I am, I would be reminisce if I didn't mention our third and probably closest partner, um, the Core Foundation. Yeah, yeah, they, they have, they've done a lot, right? I can tell anybody who's out there listening, if you have not... At least talk to the Core Foundation, or have been, you know, at least, at least talk to them. They are the greatest asset to the innovations team outside of Swazu <clears throat> that uh, I can ever ask for. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to compete when Swazu's putting up five hundred thousand dollars of IT help. You know, yeah. <laughs> right. but I mean, right there with them is is the core foundation. They find a whenever I have a challenge that yeah. I can't get around, they're there. Yeah, every time uh, they host our Google Play Store, they are working on hosting our uh, Apple developer account, so we get some stuff on Apple. Uh, they've come in and been a lifesaver on some of these pilots. That you you wouldn't believe. I mean, they swept in like Superman, made put the effort saved in, saved the day. And yeah, they they literally saved the day on a lot of some of these a lot of these pilots that we were running. They have been just outstanding to work with. Um, that group, uh, you really can't. It's easy to put a price tag on 
Swazi because you can just do the hours. Right. You can't put a price tag on the core foundation. It's they've they've just been phenomenal and and they're they're helping us out. So being there for us. What give us a teaser into one of the projects here? You're hoping you can push or can you do that? Can you give us a teaser into something you're looking into at? Into one of the uh, in, uh, we, in January? Like the uh how many different projects are you gonna pitch in January? Oh, in January to Swazi. Swazi. Yeah. Uh yeah, I can. I can say that. I honestly I can't I don't know hundred percent sure. I think there's gonna be five or six. But honestly, you know, from a team lead standpoint, I really don't know. I only have the information that they've given me to this point because, you know, we let these sub-team leads, we let them run. Okay. It's part of their development. Um, They don't understand that they're being developed, but they really are, especially these that have to work with national teams and with USAID's proponents. We have a couple who are. Uh, I try to get involved sometimes, but sometimes I don't. I back off. Uh, just so they can get that experience to work with those guys and to, you know, all these conferences we go to that try to get the, you know, our team members to go to, uh, get them exposure to other agencies, mm-hmm. uh, partners, uh, private sector, uh, everything that comes with all these different uh, innovative facets that are going on around us. Uh, anything I can expose them to, to try to get them Mentally in an innovative mindset, that's that's where we're, we're going with it. Nice. With, with their development. You started off as a district program. Did. You moved up to basically pretty much division-wide and probably yeah. in plus some. Those five plus a couple, basically. Yeah. And, and now um, now you're it's a national program. And, and I mean, did you, did you ever see it turning into this? Did you <laughs> no. think it could? No, I did not. I really thought it'd be a Tulsa district thing forever. I was really? blown away. I was blown away when other districts were willing just off basically my credibility and what we've done here in Tulsa. I mean, we didn't require them to send anybody or to be part of this. They open-handedly said, hey, you guys are doing some cool stuff. We want to be part of it, and we believe that you can do it and get it done. And they've sent some of their best folks to help it happen. And they're paying the travel and labor for these folks every single time. Wow. And it has, it's just it, another, that's, that blows me away too. That really fuels the fire to keep going and do the very best that we possibly can just to know that grassroots support uh, is there. And, you know, they believe in, in, the, in the program and the team. It is it's highly encouraging. And now you've got a welcome center too? Well, we're working on a, a visitor center. Okay. We've, we found a visitor center here in the Tulsa district that uh, I don't want to say it's abandoned, but it kind of is because it, it got damaged in 2018. Mm-hmm. and No, it got damaged in 2016. They vacated it. And in 2018, they were able to get the money to repair the roof. So we have a wide open visitor center here that uh, we are partnered with the Ports of Catissa and uh, our innovations team to put back innovative, uh, innovative, I can't think of the word, Uh, put back innovative displays. Okay. And 
we've had several meetings on that, and you know, where it's going to be slow going because obviously we don't have any money, right? <laughs> but as since we since since I built since we had the lab and we got the lab back in two thousand and twenty, I've been looking for a place to put our innovations to test them out, a place to pilot here in Tulsa District. And we don't have any visitor centers here in Tulsa District. So I had to go find one. And luckily enough, I did find one. And with that one, we've got a very excited partner who they want to invest in it. And they also want us to invest and make it more interactive. They want to invest on just the materials and making nice stuff for it. But they want us to make it pop and do all the really cool stuff like the holograms, maybe some QR code rangers, uh, the augmented reality screen that we're talking about with life jackets. Can, can you do an augmented reality locking through a lock? Possibly. I mean, I can't. No, I mean, I mean, <laughs> that would be a cool. I mean, because anyone who's never, I mean, it's it's not like you can't if you have yeah. a boat and the access to the to the the river, but like. That's a pretty neat experience. Yeah. I don't think most people understand what that even, how that even works, or. Oh know. yeah. Um, well, you know, <laughs> next uh, I don't know where we're going. Yeah. In September, but everybody's welcome. It's not just the team. You, it's the only you, meeting we have where the entire court is <clears throat> welcome to come. You tell you tell those uh, Swazu kids that they're going to be able to go block through all the locks in the dish all the way to the to yeah. the White River. Uh, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. I think the port should really be into that too. Yeah. They get them excited. Well, hey, thanks a lot, Jason. Is there anything you want to add that I need to incl include in this particular episode? Uh, no, I think that covers most of the basics. Uh, but, yeah, like I told you uh, before we started, it's innovations. It's constantly moving, constantly changing. We can have the same discussion next month, and it'll be completely different. Right. So – it's just an ever-evolving process, and it's, to me, one of the coolest programs we have here in USA. But, of course, I'm biased. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, biased. I, I've, I've watched it occur, <laughs> and uh, it's, it, it really is amazing. Thank you for joining us for Corestruction. Corestruction is a production of the Tulsa District U.S. Army Corps of Engineers Public Affairs Office. This episode of Corestruction is brought to you by the Innovations Team. Hi, this is Brandon Parrish, host of the Corestruction Podcast. If you've enjoyed this content, please consider liking and subscribing or provide us with some feedback by leaving a review. If you know someone who might be interested in this content, please consider sharing it.